I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Previously On, a podcast series created to help you through some of the most complex yet brilliant television ever made. Game of Thrones, Season 8, Episode 5, The Bells. We begin with Varys in his chambers at Dragonstone. He's writing one of the many notes revealing Jon Snow's true identity, weakening Daenerys' claim to the Iron Throne, but we don't yet know who he's sending them to. Martha, one of Varys's little birds who works in the kitchens, arrives and tells him that Daenerys is refusing to eat. Varys tells her they will try again at supper, implying that he might have been trying to poison his queen's food. Later, he greets Jon Snow as he arrives on the island, with Jon bringing news that their army is only a few days away from King's Landing. Varys reveals that he knows about Jon's real parents and tries to persuade him to seize the throne, as Daenerys may succumb to the fabled Targaryen madness, but Jon's having none of it and remains loyal to his queen. Tyrion watches the exchange from afar and realises he must tell Daenerys what Varys is up to. He finds her in the war room, looking as though she's barely slept in weeks, clearly missing her hairdresser Missandei. Tyrion tells her she's been betrayed, but Daenerys has already deduced that Jon told Sansa, who told Tyrion, who told Varys. Tyrion tries to persuade Daenerys that he made a mistake rather than something intentionally treasonous, but she doesn't seem too convinced. Later that evening, Varys is arrested in his chambers and brought to the beach, where Daenerys, her advisers and Drogon are waiting. Tyrion confesses that he was the one who grasped him up, but Varys forgives him and says goodbye, but not before saying that he hopes he's wrong about Daenerys' ruthlessness. Daenerys calmly sentences Varys to die, and Drogon burns him alive in the same spot that Melisandre made her original sacrifice to the Lord of Light all those years ago. Later on, Daenerys gives Grey Worm Missandei's old slave collar, which was the only possession she brought with her across the narrow sea. Grey Worm recognises quite rightly that this is a terrible gift and throws it in the fire. Daenerys allows Jon Snow to come speak with her, but immediately blames Sansa for Varys' death and laments that she will never be loved in Westeros like Jon is, saying that all she has on her side is fear. Jon tells Daenerys he loves her and that he's loyal to her as his queen, which encourages Daenerys to seduce Jon, but he can't bring himself to go through with it. Daenerys doesn't take the rejection well and decides that fear will have to do instead of love. In the throne room, she announces her intention to sack King's Landing and orders the rest of her men to sail there immediately. Tyrion is horrified and begs her to allow the Lannister forces to surrender if she hears the city bells ringing. He also learns that Jaime's been captured trying to return to Cersei, and Daenerys warns him that if he fails her again, he's going to end up dead. 
However, the rebel, Tyrion instantly betrays Daenerys upon arriving at King's Landing by asking Davos to help him smuggle something into the city. That evening, Arya and the Hound swan past the lax northern security and make their way into King's Landing. Elsewhere in the camp, Tyrion pulls rank over the soldiers guarding Jaime and tells his brother he'll free him so he can try and persuade Cersei to surrender for the sake of their unborn child, telling him to head beneath the Red Keep to the room full of dragon skulls where they met last season. From there, Jaime and Cersei are to use a tunnel to reach the Blackwater, or a boat will be waiting for them setting sail to Pentos. Before their escape is to ring the bells to signal the Lannister surrender and save the population of King's Landing from Daenerys' wrath. Tyrion releases his brother and thanks him for being the only person who was ever kind to him as a child. We all share in their tearful goodbye. Day breaks over King's Landing and the Iron Fleet await the beginning of Daenerys' siege. Civilians barricade themselves in their homes to wait it out. The Golden Company, led by Harry Strickland, meets Daenerys' army outside the city walls, while Lannister soldiers aim Kyburn's scorpion crossbows at the sky in preparation for Drogon. Arya and the Hound make it inside the Red Keep just in time before the gates are shut, but Jaime isn't so lucky, and is forced to take an alternate route to find Cersei, who's watching her forces assemble from a window of the castle. On his ship, Euron sees Daenerys and Drogon arrive, and battle commences. Drogon gets to work with brutal efficiency, and Euron has to abandon ship. So much for the Iron Fleet. Not content just to take out the entire Greyjoy Marda in one fell swoop, Drogon destroys the city gates and decimates all that stand in the way. So much for the Golden Company. Harry Strickland flees as Daenerys' army charge towards the city in a scene that's reminiscent of Jon's stand against the Boltons at the Battle of the Bastards. Harry Strickland swiftly meets the pointy end of Grey Worm's spear. Aided by Drogon, Daenerys' army heads further into the city and Tyrion watches the carnage unfold behind them. In the Red Keep, Kyburn tries to warn Cersei that the battle is lost with the Iron Fleet and the Scorpions destroyed. Cersei maintains that the Red Keep will not fall today and that the Lannister men will fight fiercely to protect their queen. Hmm. Sure enough, Jon's vanguard of soldiers falls into a standoff with a group of Lannisters who promptly admit defeat in the face of the overwhelming odds. A cry goes up around the city to ring the bells, the sign that Tyrion told Daenerys meant the city was surrendering. It's a tense few moments, but finally the bells begin to ring. Don't break out the Prosecco just yet though, things get really bleak. On top of Drogon, Daenerys stares at the Red Keep with tears of rage in her eyes. Her vengeance has been denied her. Or has it? She begins to fly towards the castle, strafing the surrendered soldiers and civilians of King's Landing with dragonfire for good measure. This encourages Grey Worm to initiate an attack on the Lannisters, much to Jon's horror, but all rules of combat have been thrown out of the window. King's Landing becomes a bloodbath. Men, women and children are being killed in the streets, either by dragonfire, collapsing buildings or the cruelty of Daenerys' army. Caches of wildfire, perhaps the ones the Mad King was rumoured to have stashed around King's Landing, begin to explode as flames spread throughout the city. Jon saves a woman from being raped by a northern soldier, but try as he might, he's unable to shake his men of their bloodlust. Drogon reaches the Red Keep and begins to destroy the building, just as Jaime arrives at the secret entrance to the castle, where he's met by Euron. Euron goads Jaime into a fight by telling him he slept with Cersei, and after a brutal scuffle, stabs Jaime twice in his side. Jaime scrambles for his sword and ultimately impales Euron. See you, Euron, you mad, wonderful nutcase. Inside the Red Keep, Arya and the Hound make their way towards their targets, Cersei and the Mountain, respectively. 
the Hound stops Arya and warns her not to become consumed by vengeance like he has. And Arya seems to take this to heart, thanking him and calling him Sandor for the first time before leaving. With the Red Keep collapsing around her, Cersei finally admits defeat and flees the castle with Kyburn, the Mountain and her soldiers. They meet the Hound on a staircase, who takes out Cersei's guards before challenging his brother to a fight to the death. The Mountain, who in his undead state has always followed orders, seems to recognise the Hound. Kyburn orders the Mountain to protect Cersei, but he smashes Kyburn's head against the wall, killing him instantly. It's the same thing he did to Elia Martell's children during Robert's rebellion in the last successful siege of King's Landing. Cersei sensibly tiptoes past the pair like Homer Simpson disappearing into a hedge, and the Mountain and the Hound begin to duel. As the castle crumbles further, Jaime finds his sister, and the twins head down to the bottom of the castle to make their escape. Back on the staircase, the hound lands what ought to be a killing blow on the mountain, stabbing him through the stomach. But lest we forget, the mountain isn't strictly alive anymore, and he won't go down quite so easily. He throws the hound down the stairs and viciously attacks his brother again and again. Outside, Arya tries to escape the city and gets caught up with the terrified civilians. As she runs for her life, she sees the innocent victims of the war, those bleeding out in the streets with crushed limbs and horrific burns, and is nearly trampled by the crowd but gets pulled to her feet by a woman and her young daughter before being hit by a burst of rubble. The Clegane brothers continue to face off, but no matter how many times the Hound stabs his brother, it keeps on coming. The Mountain pins the Hound to the wall and tries to gouge out his eyes just as he did to Oberyn Martell back in Season 4. But the Hound pours Lyanna Mormont and stabs the Mountain through the head, but even this doesn't make a difference. Finally realising what must be done, the Hound charges at his brother, tackling the mountain through the crumbling walls of the tower. The Clegane brothers fall to their deaths in the fire below the castle. See you, Sandor, you chicken-eating hero. As the flames threaten to engulf everyone in King's Landing, John orders Daenerys' army to fall back out of the city. Elsewhere, Arya narrowly avoids being crushed by a collapsing tower. She tries to rescue the woman and child who save her from being trampled, but they're both incinerated by Drogon. In the bowels of the Red Keep, Jaime and Cersei arrive at the tunnel to Blackwater Bay, but the damage to the castle has blocked off the entrance. The Lannister twins realise they can't escape, and Cersei finally begs for her life and that of their unborn child. Jaime holds her and reminds his sister that they're the only people that matter in the world, and together the Queen and Kingslayer left with absolutely nothing are crushed by the collapsing Red Keep. The Queen is dead. Arya sits frozen in shock, watching the death and desolation unfold around her as the city burns. But amid the chaos, an ethereal white horse appears, and she slowly approaches it. The horse allows her to mount it, and Arya gallops out of the smouldering remains of King's Landing. Thanks for listening. Hope it's been helpful. Listen, if you've enjoyed this, I would love it if you subscribed. We've got loads more shows where this came from, and we'd love you to join us for them. If you know someone who needs to get up to speed with Thrones, just send them our way. A five-star review wherever you get your podcasts from would also be absolutely fantastic. If you've got any feedback, have I pronounced the name wrong? I hope I haven't. Or ideas for a show that we should be covering. We'll almost certainly be doing the big ones, but you never know. There may be others that we've missed. Let us know. I'd love to hear from you over on Twitter. You can find us at Previous Podcast or just email us hello at previouslyon.co.uk. Previously On is presented by Jamie East and is a Daft Doris production.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.